Okay, here we are on location. We are in Chicken Town, Hungary. And we are talking about... Got it about, right again. <laughs> we are talking about... What are we talking about now? A sandwich. Yeah. Is that what we're doing? <laughs> we're doing idiocracy. Oh, well, well, let's talk about the sandwich. Let's talk about the sandwich, because I don't want to forget all the nuanced opinions that I had that I developed over the course of eating that sandwich. Mm -hmm. We considered eating the sandwich on the microphone, but thought that might be disgusting. Instead, we are just going to describe it and make the noises of eating the... <laughs> eating it on microphone. <laughs> That's... <laughs> I think he's dying so we have yeah this we tried this sandwich because we have a, a special there's a special providence from the the mcrib yep you know because it was featured on the simpsons in our childhood it was something that we lived on you know for a long time yeah featured in my diet whenever it comes to town right right uh yeah we'd stock up freeze a few of them and, mm. and just have mcribs for a few months so we figured since there's some kind of a mcrib competitor coming out of arby's now yeah they actually even showed a picture of the mcrib which made me hungry, and since the McRib is not in season right now, right. we had to go to Arby's. Right, yeah. That's that's one knock against them, because obviously the McRibs at McDonald's, it's only when it's in season. So yep. they go and pick those fresh, and, yep. and we get to have those. Right off the McRib tree. Off the McRib tree. So um, at Arby's, they're kind of doing it off season, so it's not likely to be as fresh. You know, yeah. We don't know how, how natural everything in there is. Well, and the McRib is very much known for being fresh. That's like its number one feature. That's number one thing, yeah. I mean, you can tell by the shape of the McRib meat. <laughs> they <laughs> it's just shaped like meat. <laughs> They pull that right out of out of the animal, yep. and they shove it into your sandwich. Yep. You know, there's not, not a whole bunch of stuff that goes on in between. Yep. So, um, yeah, so we got this new sandwich, this rib sandwich from Arby's, because they were trying to say, like, look at how much better than the McRib it, it is. Yeah. And so, what do you think compared to McRib? There were... You know, pros and cons. Mm -hmm. You know, just like with anything. I think the, the look of the cheese... Mm -hmm. was was nice mm -hmm. i thought that the meat itself well okay it might not be fair because mine actually had a hoof in it yep. so <laughs> i'm not sure if that's like standard is to make sure a hoof gets into every sandwich but the meat itself was kind of tasteless yeah <laughs> it didn't taste like much it kind of reminded me of the McRib a little bit <laughs> just thicker <laughs> just a thicker McRib. plus it, it didn't have the, the structure Either, yeah, because it wasn't one big slab of fake-looking well, chunks of rib. It was chunks of rib. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, it was odd that it was there was cheese on it. I didn't think so. I didn't dislike having cheese because I love cheese and I want it on almost everything. But to put cheese on a barbecue rib sandwich seemed a little bit odd. Okay, I can get behind that. How the barbecue sauce was fine, right? Yeah, it was, yeah. Just, it was sauce and it was taste. Yep. And that was fine. But yeah, I think, I don't know, the cheese was a little off for me as well. So there's this one time, I'm going to tell you this story. Um, it's going to take about 30 minutes. Um, so <laughs> so this story, I was in Texas and they have this uh, world famous barbecue place in Texas. And we had to go at nine in the morning, we had to go to this barbecue place mm -hmm. and wait in line because the line was already way out the door, down the, down the block, uh, across the street you know, into another barbecue place and out that barbecue place. And it just kept going. There were people with chairs that were waiting for it. So, I assume most of them have chairs. <laughs> I think they're waiting for a barbecue place. <laughs> uh, yeah. We had to wait there. And it took from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. to get the barbecue. You know, like the brisket and all this other stuff that you can get there. And so since then, that was about 10 years ago that I had that. 
And I haven't had any barbecue since then. Mm. So this is my reintroduction to barbecue was having the Arby's McRib fake thing. And now I don't think I'll ever have it again because it hit the peak. It's the best that you'll ever have. (laughs) You only go downhill from here. Or because of the hoof. (laughs) Because of the hoof. hoof, I think Mm. it put me off. Uh, put me off barbecue. But so if anybody's in Texas and you want to wait for whatever the math is between 3 p.m. and 9 a.m. Go to Arby's. Go to Arby's. Yeah, that's how long <laughs> it took to have it. Uh, so having told that story, mm-hmm. would you like to comment on, on the Arby's McRib sandwich? Well, it didn't have onions or pickles on it. It didn't. Because the McRib has both of those. God, that's that's going to take um, it down. I feel like overall, if you take all of the aspects of this Arby's sandwich... In every category, it's better than the McRib, but I want the McRib a lot more. Like, a lot more. Like, How it, does that work? I, I don't understand. <laughs> it's like, it's like it, it, the the McRib is like the 90s dream team with, like, everybody on it. And it's like, but I still just want to watch the Bulls. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I'm not sure how that, that alchemy works either. Maybe yeah. they're, they've got to be injecting something into those freaking things, right? Yep. That makes you makes you so addicted to them. Maybe it's that, okay, you remember that candy when we were kids? Mm-hmm. You remember that candy? Which one? The one. <laughs> the funny one that would be good for this bit. What was that candy? <laughs> Rainblow. <laughs> the gumballs with the suspiciously <laughs> sexual name. <laughs> yeah, remember the Rainblow from when we were kids? <laughs> and how we would, they were really low quality, but yeah. we would go and get those like every day and mm-hmm. just have like 10 of them because you mm-hmm. pop them out of the... Oh, yeah. (laughs) And they had different, they had like orange and grape or something like that. And you just keep eating them. Hollow gumballs. And like you'd have all of them done in like 10 minutes. Yeah. A whole pack of gum. (laughs) The whole thing gone. But we kept doing it. We just Mm -hmm. kept going back. And so what I'm thinking is that the McRib has some gumballs in it. (laughs) That's what I'm I'm thinking. I'll have to look closer next time I order one. It has the shape that they could fit a couple of gumballs in there. Well, and this is something, I'm, I'm going to plug this, it has nothing to do with either of us, definitely not a sponsor, but there's a website called mcriblocator.com, so if you're ever curious, you can try and find the closest McRib. The last time I checked, it like the closest was an unconfirmed sighting in Spain, so right now we're not <laughs> not anywhere closer to having the McRib than we were, you know, Yeah, we're in Hungary, we're not going to be able to get all the way over to Spain, so... So they just locate – it's not like, oh, I spotted a McRib in the wild, right? It's like <laughs> they went to a McDonald's and they think that they're selling them, right? Yeah. Okay. So, so you can you can submit like, my McDonald's has a McRib. And then they'll say like, unconfirmed. It's it, like it's saying it's there. But then like, if McDonald's is advertising a McRib in an area, then it's a confirmed oh, McRibbing. All right. Well, that's that's important. That said, like as much as I want to check for the gumballs, next time I get a McRib, I'm probably just going to eat it. I'm not, okay. like, I'm not gonna look for gumballs. You're not gonna check for gumballs. <laughs> no. So, no if, of the if any of you have better self control, I please check and then let me know. You see, I think a lot of it does have to do with the freaking structure of the damn thing because it's structured like it has the bones still in it. There's oh, yeah. something so wrong about it, but <laughs> it's like meat bones. <laughs> yeah, but it's still like there's something that uh, is so appealing about it. You know, you know, it's funny is so like, I want to say it was like a couple of years ago. There's like. Somebody took a picture of what the McRib patties look like when they're like 
first made and they're like yeah. frozen before they ship out, before they put any sauce on it or cook it or anything. Uh-huh. And I think they thought like, man, nobody's going to want this after seeing this. <laughs> and they didn't learn from like eight years ago when the same thing happened with the McNuggets. It was like this weird pink paste and like, this is your chicken McNuggets. And like, that's fine. Yeah, that was that, that Jamie whatever guy who was doing <laughs> yeah. it for the kids. Yeah. And, and he's like, look how disgusting this is. How many of you still want McNuggets? And all of them raised their hand. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's the same thing for adults. Dude, oh, Animal man. Farm came out how many years ago? And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Animal well, Farm. Wait, which one? <laughs> you're thinking of you're thinking of the uh, the jungle. The other one. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, up to Sinclair. Yeah, yeah. Animal Farm. Yeah, Animal Farm. See, oh, the knew- pigs are fascists. That's why you shouldn't eat them. <laughs> yeah. All fascist pigs. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. The jungle. That's one that I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. And it's like that came out how many years ago? And like. I don't think anything was even slowed down. I know. It was it was like a big deal. Upton Sinclair at the time when yeah. he wrote that, it was like it took the world by storm. And everybody's like, oh, my God, the, the slaughtering in the factories, it's so terrible. And then everybody just went in the group. It just went right back to it. I bet you like Trader Joe's and like Whole Foods like sponsors these documentaries and things that come out. They just like paid for Super Size Me. So then, like, their customers would just feel so much better about shopping there. Maybe, like, but, like morally. everybody else is just like, nah, preservatives are fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've eaten meat for a long time. I enjoy eating meat. And nobody take that out of context. <laughs> just, I mean, for the meat pro- lover. Uh, okay, no, okay, enough of that. But what I'm saying is that even if I were about to, like, bite into a cheeseburger... Mm-hmm. And they brought a little cute cow in front of me and like had a knife to its neck. And they were like, if you chew this cheeseburger, we're going to slit the throat of this baby cow. I'm like, so I get seconds? <laughs> <laughs> I get another burger? <laughs> it's a win win. Like by the, time, by the time they start saying that, the burger's already gone. And I'm like, what? What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, yes, you're going to finish that baby cow? <laughs> Already chewing on his leg. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, but that's about where I am when it comes to meat. <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, As a, I, there's it's another tasty. thing I was thinking about, though, is that the concern, there are different levels of concern. So they find out that the people who have a, a greater level of disgust, just in general, are more likely to be vegetarians. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do, that's just their personality. It has nothing to do with like the political arguments or anything like that against factory farming. So if you could if you could breed animals who are really like aloof and don't care about death, <laughs> you know, like they're all uh, nihilists or, or you're French explaining cows. <laughs> like, I don't feel like they care about anything. Yeah, those doofy faces. Yeah. yeah, but I feel like if you could breed them to make them uh, existentialists and uh, or nihilists and they just don't care about life, then kill them all you want. What does it yeah. matter if you kill them? Well, the other side to this, too, that I want to also mention is that if somehow some sort of food scientist were to make how they're doing like their Impossible Burgers and Beyond Burgers, if they were to make it taste the same or just as good as me, I'm fine switching. I don't care. I just want good flavor. But nobody's come close. Well, that's that's very noble of you. I would not switch. I want something yeah. to die for my people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was... Um, yeah, we got... Okay. <laughs> yeah, we've so. talked about the sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we've talked about yeah the rib sandwich. What was it called? It was called the super. I don't know. It was country the, rib or something. Yeah. Well, it was the rib witch on the Simpsons. 
Yeah, but <laughs> no, I'm talking about an Arby's. Oh, it's called the the Happy 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 Meat Sandwich. Yeah, or... Happy Country, not McRib. <laughs> <laughs> it's just negative McRib. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what it's called, but yeah. So that that was that sandwich. It was just it was pretty. It was underwhelming. But I do like Arby's. Yeah. We talked about this. Yeah. Arby's is a delightful place. Unique. Yeah. I like the beef and cheddars. Yeah, big beef and cheddar. And the euros are good for fast food euros. For fast food, yeah. It's not, not bad. Not bad at all. So, uh, pro Arby's, let me know if anybody else got a hoof in their sandwich. But otherwise, yeah, that's all I have to say about the sandwich. Should we give it a rating? I guess so. All right. I give it a painting covered in soup, but like a bad painting that nobody cares about. Mm. Not a Van Gogh. Just like a, a, a regular painting of somebody who's not very good at it. Or just like somebody like had painted their walls in their house or something. <laughs> yeah. And that's out of uh, a Van Gogh covered in like good soup. Like really good soup? Yeah, like a nice lobster bisque. Nice. From Arby's? No. <laughs> <laughs> From Hershey, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. There's a place that has good lobster bisque. All right, yeah. what do you give it? I'm going to give it... The mental image of watching current Val Kilmer chew on a dog chew toy. Holy shit, that is bad. <laughs> that is a really bad review. Oh, no. It depends on your kinks. Don't kink shame me. No, have you seen? <laughs> but you haven't seen Maverick. Uh, Top Gun Ma- He's in that. How? Yeah, exactly. But him chewing on a chew toy, that was insensitive. <laughs> so, all right. So, that we got our reviews in for uh, the sandwich. Uh, we still don't know the name of it, but uh, we got it for the sandwich. But we also watched, in anticipation of this, we watched Idiocracy. Yes. Mike yes. Judge. Yeah, Mike Judge directed and written. Mm-hmm. Also, Eaton Cohen. <laughs> Yeah, Ethan Cohen, not Ethan Cohen. It might be Ethan Cohen just trying to be, he's like, I wasn't associated with this, (laughs) but we're not sure. Who else, what else was this movie about? What happened? So Who else was in it first and then what happened? So we got Luke Wilson. Right. Maya Rudolph. Okay. Dax Shepard. Yep. Terry Crews. Yeah. I don't remember any of the cabinet members' names and like their actual actors. Oh, right. Uh, There was um, Nick Jonas. Mm Mm-hmm. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt, of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then there was a what was that? What was that one thing that that like? Were there any animals in this? I don't remember an animal. I think all the people were kind of animals. Well, that's true. <laughs> that is true. It was a featuring Groot towards the end. It had a Groot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Had a, a minor Groot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. The cops were all played by real police officers that didn't know they were filming a movie. That's true. That is true. <laughs> uh, they should have taken a hint, you know, <laughs> around some of those sets. But um, yeah, that's right. Uh, so that was that was a novel aspect of yep. of the film. It was sort of like them filming using actual like locals and drug dealers in the wire. It was very right. much inspired by the same same thought process. Yeah. Wanted to bring some authenticity to the police force. They are you know, approximately on the same plane when yeah. it comes to authenticity. Yeah. <laughs> and that's not even a joke. <laughs> so Idiocracy, uh, you know, Mike Judge, he did South Park. So yep. he has that kind of biting social commentary, you know, mm-hmm. when it comes to the way that he writes his characters. In this one, we have Luke Wilson, who is a arms Jedi. dealer. Jedi. He's a Jedi arms dealer. <laughs> he, he pedals lightsabers. <laughs> <laughs> so so he, he sells lightsabers. For the KGB, but he's undercover in the U.S. Army. 
Right, so he's undercover of the U.S. armor peddling lightsabers as an arms dealer in present day, though. Yes. Yeah, present day. Okay. Yep. Yeah, so he's doing that, but he's kind of uh, disinterested in that work. I don't mm. know how you could be, but <laughs> he's, he's disinterested. And so what happens from there? So he gets chosen. You know, obviously he's the chosen one, so Morpheus picks him right. um, to do pills with him. And the guy was drug bender. <laughs> It leads to him falling asleep. Bender, Mike Judge. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you go on this drug bender, and they end up purchasing a slave that's played by Maya Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know if we can continue this. It's, it's, okay. it's just a sex slave. It's not like Oh, that, right. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. So that's they, fine, then. <laughs> they, they bought her during this drug bender, and right. they ended up uh, accidentally taking um, too many of their... Purple pills. They just mix her red and blue ones, obviously, to make them. Yeah, yeah um, of course. And they passed out for like 1,500 years or 500 years. I don't know how, how many years it was. <laughs> That's a pretty wide range. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it was about 500 years. That yeah, they, so yeah, they, they passed they, out. They passed out for 500 years. And when they wake up, they realize that everything is exactly the same. <laughs> that... <laughs> So nothing has changed. <laughs> it's 500 years later. Yeah. And uh, so from there, they just... <laughs> um, so Morpheus and and Luke Wilson, who is the Jedi arms dealer. Yep. So now that it's present day again, <laughs> they, they take their slave, Maya Rudolph... And uh, what they what they're trying to do. So what what happened? Everything's the same, mm. except one of their friends was uh, was frozen in carbonite. So um, so they've got to go see what's going on with him. And actually, he had been frozen in carbonite previously. So <laughs> this is just something that happens to him. It's not the person you're thinking of. <laughs> so uh, they have to go and and try to figure out okay what's going on here. And that's where Dax Shepard comes in, of yep. course. Yeah, so the genius. Very realistic lawyer. Yeah, <laughs> incredible. He's, uh, you know, Johnny Cochran. He's one of the best lawyer <laughs> in history. So that's why they have to have a court scene. And this is an interesting court scene uh, because they try to put the person in carbonite up as a witness. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and Dax Shepard is so good at lawyering that he gets him to testify. <laughs> and and uh, there's uh, obviously Maya Rudolph in the bikini, you know, mm. and Jabba uh, the Hutt. I don't know if you've heard of this uh, character before, but I mm. think he was in some other stuff before this. Yeah. But he was the presiding judge. Yeah, he you know? was in uh, Frasier. Yeah, he was in <laughs> Frasier. <laughs> yeah, so, so he's reprising his role from Frasier as Judge Jabba the Hutt. And so he's he's presiding over this over this hearing. And uh, they get the testimony out of the person who's stuck in carbonite. And so as part of that, the, the person gets released. So by the law of the land, Luke Wilson has to become the prisoner now because mm-hmm. the other guy got out. Yeah. yeah. It's an eye for an eye. Tooth for a tooth. Prisoner elbow for, for an prisoner. elbow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, it's all that. So then Luke Wilson ends up in, in prison. He has to go to prison. And the guy who got set out of carbonite, that it's Adam Driver, uh, mm. you know, who's who's playing that character. Yep. And so he gets out and he takes Maya Rudolph and they go off on another adventure in a casino. Yeah. But what, Luke Wilson, when he gets into prison, then what happens? So after all of the rape scenes, and there were a lot of rape <laughs> scenes. <laughs> just in succession? Like, just over this One after another after another. <laughs> I don't know to the where in the- all the guards are so frustrated with this. They're so frustrated getting raped all the time. 
by Luke Wilson. They just let him out. I didn't expect that at all. I, I mean, when I was watching it, I was like, what? So, they're, like, yeah. they're like, please, you're supposed to be the one locked up. Please stop. And he just keeps doing it over and over. And so the guards are like, fine, we just need a lot of police on the population. Our butts can only take so much. So there's a loophole in the system. A loophole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's found the, in the system. Yep, that's the real loophole. loophole. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so he gets out and now there's no prisoner to replace him. So that's why the cops have such a prominent, you know, role in this. Yeah. So when he comes out, he rejoins with the lawyer. They go to try and find. They go to Adam Driver. Adam and, Driver and, and Maya Rudolph. And, Maya Rudolph. Yeah. and they they create this fellowship um, where they need to go on this journey, <laughs> <laughs> right, to Mount Matumbo. <laughs> <laughs> Just really difficult to climb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so that's uh, that is where kind of all of our adventures all tie together for the denouement um, leading to the end there. Yeah, yes. And this was I thought this part actually because they're they're like already in the third act and they're drawing together all these disparate characters that we hadn't even didn't even know existed at this point mm-hmm. because we have you know the full fellowship we've got we've got Luke Wilson obviously uh, we've got who's the other one the dog from Homeward Bound <laughs> again <laughs> no this one from Homeward Bound not everybody oh <laughs> all right. so no the dog from Homeward Bound but who are the other ones who are already here the brave little toaster. <laughs> Did Adam Driver is did he already leave with they're trying to get Adam Driver Maya Rudolph right yeah, at this point. Yeah, okay. so, so then they can go to Mount Matoma. So they have Dax Shepard, who's the, the lawyer, they have the Brave Little Toaster, <laughs> they have the dog from Homeward Bound, and they have Luke Wilson. And Phyllis from the office. And Phyllis from the <laughs> office. <laughs> they're, so they're all the fellowship the, the fellowship that are heading to Mount Matumbo um, <laughs> to try to release Maya Rudolph. Who has been sex enslaved. <laughs> yeah. so, so, so this is, a, you know, it's a really interesting setup. Like I said, it's it's already in the third act. So mm-hmm. uh, it's a little weird to have this start here. So they they start along uh, along this. They all are on their scooters and they're going toward Mount Matumbo. But they realize along the way that they're not going to be able to make it unless they have the help of one very special wizard. Mm-hmm. Um, who is Michael Jordan. <laughs> Wearing the robes from the Cookie Crisp Blizzard. <laughs> yes, yeah, that was a that was a costuming choice. That was really unique. But Michael Jordan required it. Yeah. That's the only way he'd do the role. So now we have Michael Jordan, who's with the Fellowship, who are going to try to conquer Mount Matumbo. Yep. You know, there are only a few people in the world who have ever conquered Mount Matumbo, so they yeah. had to get him. Yeah. But so he, uh, you know, obviously he's a Washington wizard, not a real wizard. So, so <laughs> they misunderstood that, part of this. They misunderstood a lot. But he does have a lot of cookies. Mm. And the thing is that those are really useful uh, when trying to conquer Mount Matumbo. Yeah, because you can't conquer anything without having a good breakfast. Right. <laughs> and, and also Adam Driver. Uh, yeah. That's another thing. We find out that Adam Driver is actually allergic to oatmeal, but they brought chocolate chip. So, so it doesn't help them in any way. <laughs> so, so when they have this, they go up to Mount Matumbo, and um, Dikembe Matumbo is waiting there. Obviously. Yeah. So they have to play a basketball game. Mm-hmm. And they have to decide who amongst the fellowship is going to play against Dikembe Matumbo. <laughs> they have to win to be able to pass. And mm-hmm. it's the brave little toaster. <laughs> 
Well, they were going to pick the dog from Homeward Bound, but then he had to remind them that he's from Homeward Bound, not fucking Airbus. So, <laughs> so then they're like, all right, Toaster, you're up. That's what he said. He's like, I'm not from fucking Airbus. <laughs> play basketball like you're talking though <laughs> but yeah so that's so then we have this epic game you know mm-hmm. obviously you saw so what happened in the epic game yeah so um it was toaster's ball first so Dikembe goes to like check the ball there and it just knocks a fucking toaster over <laughs> and they're like that's pretty brave of him to even get on the court and then Dikembe just kept scoring over and over because well he wasn't plugged in yeah, <laughs> there was yeah. no outlet near yeah near they're the all scrambling stuff. for an extension cord while Kevin Matumbo's just going nothing my house and dunking over and over so the score got run up pretty high at halftime um, so they wanted to make a change so obviously they've got a star on their team I don't yeah. know why they didn't send him in to begin with yeah a huge star uh, I mean, long... Jabba the Hutt <laughs> Jabba the Hutt yeah that's right Jabba the Hutt who happened to be traveling in this area yeah, he's a, he's a big movie star, so they wanted to get this big star on the court. Yeah. Um, and so he uh, he ends up sludging on Matombo. Yeah, he sludges. Uh, and it, so it makes it to where Dikembe Matombo can't move very fast, and then they just walk around him and don't continue playing basketball. <laughs> He's like, wait, wait, I am winning. And they say, go, no, we, we don't care. care. And they just walk around him. Yeah. So that, that was a nice twist. You yeah. Know? yeah. It's something that makes sense within the, in the context of the logic of the story. But we were all fo- so focused on whether or not they'd be able to come back from a 400 point deficit. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, I definitely thought that they would bring Michael Jordan in <laughs> since he is the greatest basketball player of all time. Are but, we talking about Michael B. Jordan? No. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Okay. Michael Jordan. So I thought they would bring him in, but he just kept putting cookies in the toaster. <laughs> Thinking it would help, and it never did. So, uh, yeah, it was Jabba the Hutt who saved the day, which yep. you don't expect. You don't yeah, expect. Yeah. Well, he's known for being a hero in all of the movies that he's in. Exactly. Shows. Exactly. Yeah, so they get around, and they go up on top of uh, Mount Matumbo, and that's where they find Adam Driver, you mm-hmm. know, and they find Leia the Hutt. What's her? No, it's <laughs> Maya Leia Rudolph. The Hutt. <laughs> <laughs> Leia the Hutt that we find out is actually... Jabba the Hutt's daughter. Mm. Yeah, so um, that's a, a nice little wraparound <laughs> that we get by the end there. So we have this big confrontation, and the guy who actually was broken out of the carbonite shows up, and he... Wait. That was Adam Driver. That was actually, yeah, so that's what I was saying, is that, that Adam Driver shows up. Because yep. at first it was just Leia the Hutt who was there. But so he shows up, and he's like, oh, you know, where's my father? And everybody's standing there because they don't understand what he's talking about. You know, they don't know. Mm-hmm. Because what I was going to originally do was trying to set it up for the guy to come out of the carbonite that was going to be... <laughs> It's going to be Harrison Ford, but I already screwed it up, so now I have to go with something else. Well, Harrison Ford can unzip out of the Dikembe Mutombo body. What? Because <laughs> it wasn't the real Dikembe Mutombo the whole time. I think the real Dikembe Mutombo was actually Harrison Ford the whole time. Yes. <laughs> so, so Harrison so, Ford, yeah. He unzips out of the Dikembe Mutombo yep. body, and then he's making his way up the mountain, and he trips and falls into lava, so it's completely superfluous anyway. Yeah. So now what happens? <laughs> <laughs> so then um, there's a, a Thunderbird comes in named the Harrison. Car? Yes. The car named Harrison. Harrison the Ford. <laughs> comes in, and... 
Just runs Adam Driver over. <laughs> just runs him over on top of the volcano? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. So it runs him It's driving by himself? By itself at this point? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, so- he didn't have a driver. Because he ran him over. <laughs> Adam was the driver. So they had a past. That's the yeah, whole thing. Yep. Adam was the driver. So even though we have Jabba the Hutt and we have uh, the Brave Little Toaster and not Airbud and who's the other? Oh, Luke Wilson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I forgot yeah. about Luke Wilson. <laughs> even though we have all of them ready to confront Adam Driver, it turns out the, you know, the villain of his past. Mm-hmm. Um, his previous mistakes are the things that actually do him in. Yep. Because he used to be the driver, but he stopped being the driver for this Thunderbird Ford. <laughs> yeah, because he thought if you use petroleum, you're a murderer. So he started riding a bike everywhere. Right, right. So he gets run over, and uh, that tosses him into the uh, the lava, obviously. Mm-hmm. Where he shows all of his previous forms as he slowly yeah, melts away. as he melts. <laughs> <laughs> and so it shows him from girls, and it shows him from Marriage Story. <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars, yeah. Mm-hmm. As he's melting and then he goes down, but it's it's a really, you know, meaningful scene. Yeah. Know, seeing all those parts that he's that he played throughout this movie. And then we have obviously Maya Rudolph, Leia the Hut. She was run over too, mm-hmm. but it just broke her legs. Yep. So she has to perpetually be in that pose that Leia's in. Yep. In all the on the cover and <laughs> it's just to crawl around like her father. Yeah. She's sluggish. Yeah, <laughs> she, she's sluggish, right? Uh, and she also is much worse at fending off. The <laughs> she just has to go back to being a sex worker and a sex slave. Yeah. So it would have actually been better because we find out that Adam Driver was actually trying to free her, yeah. trying to release her from sex slavery. Yeah. Uh, well, it's a good thing that Luke Wilson didn't find out, or else he would have raped Adam Driver too. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That was his power. So, um, so that happened uh, at the end of that. So what I will say about the movie is that I do actually think that a lot of things that it brought up were prescient, were interesting things to think about how society will go long term. Mm-hmm. Because it really isn't about survival of the fittest. It really is about survival of the ones that can procreate the most successfully. Mm-hmm. And if you just start connecting all the stupid people, then they're going to keep having a lot of stupid people. And it's it's going to happen. So Yeah. And I mean, like... I just wish there was a way that all of the smart people could just, like, afford it. <laughs> just have these high IQ orgies just to, like, try and create as many smart people as we can. Yeah, and the, so that brings us to our next movie, Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I did really think there were a lot of there were a lot of legitimately funny jokes in this, and we haven't seen it in forever. It's yeah. been, like, a decade since the last time we watched it. Mm-hmm. So there, there were a lot of actually funny jokes. It was dated you know when it comes to visuals and set design and that kind of stuff but there there was a lot of good stuff in this particular movie it's not something that i'll go and and retrace you know once a week or something like that because of all the shrewd commentary or anything like that Uh, but it it did have some good stuff in it yeah it was was held up a lot better than i thought it would i thought i'd still enjoy it but it just seemed a lot more like quality entertainment than i originally remembered i thought it was just all like slapstick kind of stupid but a funny premise yeah but they really did a good job with it i mean like you can tell like mike judge really does do a good job with his humor and making it 
relevant and quality for the most part. Yeah, it definitely fits within his genre of humor, you know? Yeah. <laughs> there's definitely there's like a softness to it. Mm-hmm. You know, like everything with South Park or whatever. Yeah. Uh, there's there's just kind of a, a softness to it and that boy ain't right and all that stuff is yeah. just it, it fits it's his kind of humor and you can tell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's very wholesome characters for the most part and right. like with with some like crude all the rape. <laughs> yeah, except for <laughs> except for the, just dangerous <laughs> amounts of it in there. Yeah, so uh, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give this movie maybe like a McRib sandwich, but without pickles. Okay. Yep. Out of a McRib sandwich with pickles. Yeah, so that's like I mean you're happy to have it, but I just pull it's the far pickles from perfect. Off. Yeah, I'll, I'll just pull them off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, and I will give it bath mom. Bath mom. <laughs> 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 no, bath bomb. Oh, I thought you said a bath bomb. Like it's just, it's just moms that only do bathing of the children. That seems weird. Um, but uh, okay, yeah, that sounds good. So that was that one, and we'll. Uh, do you want to say bye? Don't. <laughs> That's the end of that. <laughs>